Due to the graphic nature of this program, discretion is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Francis Hall, a.k.a. Faceboy. And I'm Calvin Williams. How's it going, everybody? Uh, So, Lucas could not be here this evening. And Rachel is taking care of him. And uh, our 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 heart goes out to you, Lucas. We love mm-hmm. you so much. Yes, uh, yes. You're probably asleep. <laughs> but, uh, I know that uh, that that uh, Rachel is is tuning in. Our love to you, Rachel. Yes, yes. And we're going to dedicate this show to some weird shit you probably never heard before. <laughs> some I can guarantee you have never heard before because it has not been released. There's a stack of records over there. But uh, first, I'm going to put on, uh, it was Tim Curry's birthday uh, this week, I believe on the 19th. Ah, nice. And his first solo album was uh, called Read My Lips. And I got to meet Tim Curry when he was doing an album signing at Crazy Eddie Records on 8th Street. (laughs) Crazy Eddie. Yes. His prices are insane. (laughs) You remember that shit? Yes, I do. I remember that fondly for some reason. Like I remember seeing those car- uh, those uh, those commercials all the time growing up, and then one day they just stopped playing. I was like, "Wait, what happened to Crazy Eddie?" Yeah, it turns Were his prices out, too crazy. He, uh, yeah, it turns out he was kind of a criminal. <laughs> 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 We're practically giving this stuff away because we stole it, <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. I'm not sure. I don't want to. I don't want to spread rumors. But it was a thrill to meet Tim Curry. Um, I the 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 album came out in April, I think nineteen seventy seven, which would have made me twelve. Which didn't make sense until my friend Greg Klein commented that the signing was in October, which would have made me thirteen. October, I think, of seventy eight actually is when the signing was. And once I turned 13, I was allowed to do shit. (laughs) So my favorite track off of Read My Lips was his cover of John Lennon's and Paul McCartney's song, I Will. He does kind of a a reggae version of it. Mm. And we're going to play that for you while, uh, while, um, hold on, while Calvin settles in. Takes a look at these records. Also, he's brought some stuff. What did you bring? Um, I have four songs that uh, uh, were from the band that my dad was in. So I'm I'm very excited about that. The band uh, name of the group was the Charisma Band, and um, in uh, trying to grab all the uh, the songs I could find, I actually found one more that I haven't heard. Oh wow! You want to start with so, that? So we. Um, Let's uh, let's start with yours first, okay? And then I'll um, I'll load up the music and we'll go. We'll we'll we'll, we'll sort we'll piece everything it together. Out. Yeah, we'll make it work. <laughs> I love this. Uh, here is Tim Curry covering John Lennon and Paul McCartney's mostly Paul McCartney, I think. But here is I will. I've loved you, you know, you know I, I always, always will. will If it take a lonely lifetime If you ask me to, I will 
I saw you I didn't know your name But it never really mattered For I love you just the same Love you forever and forever Love you with all my heart Love you whenever we're together Love you when we're apart And when at last I find you Your song will fill the air Sing it loud so I can hear you Make it easy to be near you For the thing you do and dear you to me Oh, you know I will Oh, oh, you know I will Love you forever and forever Love you with all my heart Love you whenever we're together I love you when we're apart when at last I find you, your song will fill the air. Sing it loud so I can hear you. Make it easy to be near you. For the thing you do and dear you to me, oh, you know I will. Oh, oh, you know I will. Oh, oh, you know I will. like to dedicate that song to my college buddy, Amy Pescatello, the most romantic platonic relationship I ever had in my life. And I think I remember singing her that version of that song once when we were having one of our many walks through the grounds of Simon's Rock College. Love you, Amy. I know you probably don't listen to the show, but I love you. And that one's for you. Hey, you know, these are not as good as... I'm, I'm sitting in one of the guest chairs right now, and the headphones are not... Are they the same? No, these are, these are a different brand of headphones. They're, They're much, not as good as the host headphones. Yeah, these are, these are the best ones. <laughs> I noticed the difference. Yeah, I, I actually have these at home. Uh, interestingly enough, I actually have this mic at home as well. So, so like, whenever I sit and record, I, it almost feels like I'm in the studio here. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. But uh, moving on, um, I got a few songs that I uh, that I brought in that I wanted to share with everybody. 
Um, these songs are from a group called the Charisma Band, and this was this was a funk band from the uh, uh, from the early mid seventies. And uh, interestingly enough, my dad was a member of this band. Uh, he was uh, he was part of the horn section. He was um, he played sax and flute as well. And so, um, sadly, um, unfortunately, we didn't really like. I didn't really get to like chat too much with him about um, his musical past. He he kind of he kind of kept it in the past, but he did talk about it from time to time. And he he told me uh, some cool stories about different people he met. Like the one time he met um, he met Chuck Berry. Oh wow! And got to shake his hand. And then my dad was like, "Do me a favor, hold your hand up." Chuck Berry held his hand up. My dad compared it to uh, his hand. Chuck Berry's hand was probably about like another two or three inches longer than my dad's hand, easily. And my dad was like, yeah, do me a favor. Make sure that I never piss you off. I don't want to get hit by you. (laughs) I saw Chuck Berry live, actually, uh, once when uh, this was in between his popularity. Like he was extremely popular in the 50s and then Mm -hmm. in the 70s, 80s, not so much. And then people rediscovered him. So I got to see him in a very small theater maybe when I was about 12, 13 years old. So this would be in the, in the seventies. And it was a just fantastic, just fantastic to see him play live, hear him. He's, he's, and to be, you know, just feet away from him. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't like that there was ever a period when he was not as popular as he should be on a theoretical level, but on a personal level, that was a great experience. So a lot of the stuff you're going to hear from here on out is either going to be extremely difficult to find, like what you're playing, or in some cases, like what's coming up soon, there are no other copies in existence that we know of. uh, And we'll be explaining that in a bit. But first, uh, here we go. So we're going to kick off, uh, kick things off with Charisma Road. From 1975. You started way sooner than I expected. Hold on a second. (laughs) All right, here we go. Charisma Road is a way you ought to be 
That was Charisma Road by the Charisma Band, and uh, I was just, I was just uh, telling Francis, um, how um, absolutely amazed I was uh, listening to it um, as an adult. You know, as a kid, like you hear music, I was like, and you're like, oh, this is this is cool. And my dad did it. That's awesome. <clears throat> but you get older and. Like, you kind of realize, like, for lack of a better term, like, the gravity of, like, what you're hearing. Like, this is, like, my dad was a part of a group of incredibly, amazingly talented musicians and singers and put out a cut that not only featured a, a very strong horn section, but did you hear the strings in that? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I really like that. I really like that. And I'm glad that we're playing music that uh, most people have not heard before, probably cannot find anywhere. What we're going to listen to next, I guarantee, is not on YouTube, is not on Apple, is not on anywhere. This was uh, recorded at the band. uh, The band was a school band, a junior high school band, from IS-70 in 1977 that I just found in my apartment, probably belonged to my sister Nancy, maybe my brother John. I was not at IS-70 very long. I got kicked out after just a few months. Not quite a familiar story with me. 
I got kicked out of, let's see, PS3. And I remember Lucas saying, like, how do you get kicked out of PS3? It's like kindergarten. And I'll actually tell you while, while, while this is getting set up how I got kicked out of PS3. Well, their idea was, we're not going to put any rules or restrictions on kids. We're going to let them learn at their own pace, let them do whatever they wanted to do. And it turned out the only thing I wanted to do was run and scream. I just wanted to run and scream. <coughs> so they thought uh, they thought uh, maybe some structure would be better for me. So then I went to PS41. I made it all the way through PS41. Then I went to IS70. I got kicked out after a couple of months. Anyway, so in 1977, the band was considered so awesome that they cut a record. The only person credited on the record is the director... What's the name there? Jerry Sheik. Jerry Sheik. So none of the musicians, you know, there, there could be one of the Wayans brothers on this. They went to IS-70 in the 70s. Who knows? Yeah, they did. I don't know if they were musicians. But if I had stayed at IS-70, I probably would have made friends with those guys. But I would have never hooked up with my friend Norman Spiller. I would have never made friends with Adam Smyre. Probably wouldn't have reconnected with Downey Jr. Anyway, so we're going to play Killing Me Softly and a couple of other tracks. This is the uh, IS-70 band from 1977, Killing Me Softly on vinyl, played here for the first time ever. His words Killing me softly with his song Killing me softly with his song Telling my whole life with his words Killing me softly with his Just kept running. 
sang as if he knew me in all my dark despair. And then he looked right through me as if I wasn't there. But he was then a stranger singing clear and strong. That was Killing Me Softly. This is Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. That was the uh, O. Henry IS-70 band in 1977. I wish that uh, the singer and the artists were credited for it. Uh, that was giving you goosebumps. I am amazed yes. at the quality of that. The, the quality of the recording, the quality of the playing, just that strong that strong horn section, the, the, the singing... Yeah, that singer she sang beautifully, and just the sense of uh, just the sense of timing and rhythm through the whole thing was like you have like there's high school bands that don't play nearly that good. Yeah, college. They're they're adults. They're they're there's, there's <laughs> lots of bands and musicians that don't play that well. It this show we're all almost halfway through already. So I mean, there's stuff that I have here. I have I have. I have Elton John music that has never been played in the United States, demo tracks that are bootlegs yep. that commercial radio is not allowed to play. Um, we might not even get to the Elton John stuff this week. <laughs> We're going to get another track from your dad, and then I'm going to find something else from this IS-70 band, and we'll see where it goes from there. So, uh, Calvin, over to you. Thank you. So, so the next song I want to play... Um I only found this a couple of hours ago, <laughs> like literally like maybe two or three hours ago. I've, I've only listened to a little bit of it. Like I, I, uh, I kind of wanted to have like a, uh, a, I guess a live reaction to it from the both of us to, uh, to get a feel for this song. I was looking, I was looking at, um, Discogs to see if there were any other, uh, 45s, um, from the charisma band. And sure enough, this one came about, and I believe I might be able to get it off of eBay if uh, if it is, in fact, 
um, being uh, being sold by a seller right now. So I'm definitely going to look for that um, af- um, after I get home from this show. But the name of this song is Boogie People. Yeah, this might have to be a two-part. I also brought a, a record that was recorded in the Holland Tunnel in 1953. Yeah, I really, I really want. <laughs> I'm very curious about that one. <laughs> but uh, let's let's catch this tune. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for letting me play it. That was that was amazing. <laughs> like that was like that was definitely their their cool in the gang track. Like my dad used to say that um he had such like they had such a uh, a good band like they could have gone up against Tower of Power. Yes. Yeah, I'm very much enjoying and I know that this is a a difficult time for you right now. 
Yep. Um, yesterday uh, marked two years since my dad passed away and uh, uh, was not an easy day. But um, uh, I think about something that uh, you told me, uh, told me uh, pretty recently, like, like one one day the pain will go away, but it's not necessarily going to be today. Right. And, yes. And I've I've really, really taken that one to heart, like wanting to like wanting to get over losing my dad. But like, that's not really something you just get over, you know? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. And um, probably again, this might be a two parter. My friend Norman Spiller, uh, his dad, Norman Spiller Sr. I don't know why my friend Norman Spiller wasn't Norman Spiller Jr. But anyway, we all called him Dizzy because his hair was so fucking crazy. If you looked at it too long, he got dizzy. So my friend Dizzy in junior high school, I remember very distinctly being visiting his family. They were on the Lower East Side. They lived in a tenement. They lived in a in a one of those walk-through apartments. What do you call those? Uh, railroad apartments. Railroad yeah. apartments. Thank you. And a bathtub in the kitchen. Um, and the thing that is interesting, or one of the many things that are interesting, is I was jealous of the closeness of his family, how his sisters would sing together in harmony, mm. how his dad would play the sax, would play, it was definitely, it was a sax or a trumpet. Um, it was definitely a wind instrument, probably, I think probably a trumpet. And, um, he was jealous of my family because we had, you know, a boy's bedroom and a girl's bedroom and, you know, <laughs> we seemed to have more space and I was jealous of him and their closeness. And this is shit we didn't talk about as kids, but like once we grew up and we were adults, um, anyway, there has been some feedback coming from Rachel that I do want to share with y'all because, uh, we want them to, you know, when they're texting in to be part of this. So Rachel is saying, uh, give me a minute. Uh, LOL, Francis, you were always punk rock, even as a babe. That It's in reference <laughs> to me getting kicked out of PS3. This song is gorgeous. That was for the junior high school band. And Calvin, what a beautiful tribute to your dad. And uh, this just came through. I love you, Calvin. Lucas and I are here with you from the living room. So Lucas is awake and ready to hear this next track also from the band this is uh this is uh this is how sweet it is to be loved by you it's a song recorded originally by Marvin Gaye and it was written in 1964 by the Motown songwriting Tim Hol- team Holland Dozier Holland uh it is most known by the James Taylor version and here for the first time Anywhere you will hear the O. Henry IS-70 1977 version, How Sweet It Is. Shots of someone 
How sweet it is to be loved by you. You're listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. We are going to play one of these unreleased bootleg tracks from Elton John. Now, when you get a bootleg, often it's from a live show. These are actually studio recordings from the 60s and the 70s. We don't even know exactly when. It was Appy Records, A-P-P-Y Records, uh, composed by Elton John and Bernie Taupin. The track that we're going to play is from side two, track three, A Dandelion Dies in the Wind. I chose this track because uh, it is, from what I read, influenced by, there's a little John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Beatles influence there, and anyone who knows me knows how much I love the Beatles. Here, probably, possibly, for the first time in America, Elton John, Bernie Taupin, A Dandelion Dies in the Wind. Just a game of let's pretend 
That was A Dandelion Dies in the Wind by Elton John and uh, Bernie Taupin, which I just did find a friggin' copy of on YouTube. (laughs) Might not be the same copy. It might not be the demo copy, but that is definitely a demo copy, which you can hear. And uh, what's up next? Oh, Uh, we got to do the tell people what they're listening to. Oh, yes, that's right. Thank you, please. You're listening to Art Star Scene Radio, courtesy of Radio Free Brooklyn, a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely on the contributions from listeners like you to keep us going. Please make a donation, a one-time donation or a monthly pledge at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Or you can text RFB123 to 44321 to make your donation. If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn anytime you're not in front of your computer, make sure you check out the Radio Free Brooklyn mobile app available at the Google Play Store for Android and at the Apple App Store for iOS. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to present Movie Club at Come On Everybody. Located at 325 Franklin Avenue in Brooklyn here on Sunday, May 7th. 
Internationally acclaimed psych rock duo Movie Club will be presenting Uncovering the 90s. The good, the bad, and like whatever. A combination of live reading, discussion, and musical performance. The band will be joined by Pulitzer Prize winning author Camille Perry in addition to some other very special local guests. You don't want to miss this multimedia, multidimensional live performance extravaganza right in the heart of Brooklyn. For more information, please visit movieclubtheband.com. And finally, make sure you check out our monthly newsletter, Radio Free Brooklyn, where we give you the latest in new programming, upcoming RFB events, ticket giveaways, and so much more. Go to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter to sign up. And with that, I think we're going to get into one more of my dad's tracks. Oh, one thing I wanted to uh, mention about the uh, first track that we played, um, Charisma Road. Very, uh, very notable person who uh, was the producer for that track. Cuba Gooding Sr. of The Main Ingredient. Which is absolutely amazing. Actually, fun story, the Charisma Band um, be actually became the backing band for The Main Ingredient when they toured during the 70s. So... If there's any uh, live, uh, there's any live albums with um, somewhere from the uh, mid '70s with the main ingredient, you you may actually hear the Charisma Band and uh, uh, in turn my dad in the background. So that's really really cool. <laughs> that is very cool. And I just speaking of Downey, I just missed a call from his sister Allison. So oh, while shoot. you're playing this track. I'm going to call her back, see if she wants to chat a little bit on the air. I'll put it on speakerphone. She probably won't, (laughs) but I'm going to call her back uh, uh, after we hear some more of this awesome music from Calvin's dad. Yes. Much love to my dad. I miss you, man. This one is Ain't Nothing Like Your Love, and you'll actually be able to hear his voice in this one. I'll I'll point it out after.
1975 they released that, the Charisma Band on Buddha Records. And uh, Ain't Nothing Like Your Love. That was awesome. And, uh, yeah, Allison says she's going to come on the show sometime. She's going to, when she has the, you know, when she can really focus and give us her all, she will be here in the studio. Uh, she's like, no, no, we're not going to do a phone thing right now. Uh, but I chatted with her for a little bit. She's, she's doing well. There are some good things happening. She's a wonderful person. She's been helping me through a personal struggle uh, quite a bit. But anyway, let's get back to the music. What we're about to hear is a record label called Horrible, which only came out with one album in 1953. It has two sides to it. It was recorded in the Holland Tunnel, and it's supposed to be very bizarre, experimental. I haven't heard it. It can be found... It is not one of those things that can't be found, but the original pressing, I think there were only 500 original pressings of this, Wow! and uh, you're not going to hear a lot of people play vinyl on the radio of this, so uh, uh, whenever you're ready, we're going to play uh, whatever this is. <laughs> uh, this is a 78, right? I have no idea. <laughs> Sound is made by love. <laughs> 
Yeah, so for the first uh, three minutes, we didn't even know that we were playing at the wrong speed. It was so fucking weird. Yeah, it was a kind of weird that it sounded weird at all three speeds that we tried. I try. I tried seventy-eight at first. It sounded weird there. I hit for. Uh, I hit. I put it to thirty-three. Sounded even weirder. Forty-five. It sounded less weird, but it still sounded weird. And we were like, "This sounds terrible." So I'm like, "Wait, maybe we should. Maybe we should put it back to seventy-eight." And as it turns out, it, it was. It was a seventy-eight. <laughs> it was a seventy-eight, but still not that good. Uh, let's check out uh, somewhere over the rainbow. This will probably be our final track. This is from. Junior, this is from IS70. We've been really loving this. It's been awesome. This one goes out to my mom. She loves The Wizard of Oz.
That was an instrumental version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow by uh, by the, the IS-70 band from 1977, like I said, that you're not going to hear anywhere else. And we have two minutes left. Come stay here. Coming up <clears throat> next is The Circuit with Courtney Love. But as we say our good nights, uh, there was a request from Lucas for us to play Sea of Love by Iggy Pop. We're not going to hear the whole thing, but uh, we'll get a piece of it. Thank you, Calvin. This has been great. Thank you so much, Francis. This is very cathartic for me, so I really appreciate it. And just a whole lot of fun. This has been fun. This has been great fun. All right, here we go. Sea of Love to take us out, Iggy Pop. Show yourself some love. Show some love to others. It's important, and you know it is. Yeah.